2: Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast.
1: Well, I kind of like baseball. I
2: guess I'll tune in. Baseball is pretty neat. So, thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952.
3: Woo! Baseball. The baseball season is way too long. The game
0: is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. Your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom, go the fireworks! The fan.
3: This
1: is the life Welcome into the hot corner for a must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday, Seven we We're a little late. Those guys before us.
2: Every time,
1: you know, actually, it was my fault. Shouldn't have said that, Mike. You had an out.
2: You were talking to me. You had an out. Joe was talking to me, and I looked up at the clock, and I went, "Oh crap!" And I put the close music on.
1: It's all right. Their show's better than this, so
2: I was. Uh, I'll wait, let them way go. better. Long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I'll was, let them go. I was a minute or two late, so we're a minute or two late. That's all right. That's all right. Maybe well, Joe's update could have been shorter. God, Joe! Now it's Joe's fault. I didn't even listen. I'm sorry. I, have no know, idea I didn't either. I have short. no idea either. Probably <laughs> the reason the volume in here is incredibly low and I couldn't hear anything. Oh, I have control over that. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I probably could have uh, cut down on uh, the elaboration of how many minutes were played by each player in the Celtics Raptors game, but hey, no, man. a lot Stats. of people played like 50, 51 minutes. Stats awesome. are sexy,
1: dude. Stats are sexy.
3: Wow, he played a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
3: Listen That's to a this. Sports stat.
2: 53 <laughs> minutes. 53 minutes that's one more minute played by this guy who played for <laughs> 52 minutes basically yeah
1: there's not even that many
2: minutes in a game do you remember how is that even possible patrick i know you remember this joe i remember everything you might be that's not true. just young enough that you didn't have to deal with this but we used to have to call sports phone to get our scores Oh yeah! Do you remember that? Was that what I it was called Sports Phone? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You called a phone number on your phone, and it went to an automated system, and you 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 know it's like press one for MLB scores. You pressed one, and it was just every score Yankees right lose out to you. again. Well, they weren't jerks about it. <laughs> it was very much matter of fact. Yankees lose to Blue Jays five to two. No, they probably said Blue Jays win five two against the Yankees. Well, you know, probably. Well, I mean, they just they just want to make sure the better team is being represented here. That is true. I used to I used to call that thing like once every other day. Yeah, to find out hot scores. Yeah, I just turned on ESPN. Well, this was before we had that, really, though. ESPN it, was
1: born in the like seventies.
2: I know, but it wasn't like. You know, you couldn't just go to SportsCenter. Oh, I see. And like, have it on. Like,
1: like you turned me on to the CBS Sports app because the which, yeah, because the interface to just see scores is awesome. Better than any app out there for sports, in yeah. my opinion. In terms of getting to the scores, I don't really read a lot of the content, but.
2: It's just for the scores. We yeah. got good box scores, and it's a good app. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, so I, I think I just was patient, and I was like, I'm going to watch sports Center for yeah, an hour. I wasn't patient.
2: I stood in my parents' bedroom. I picked up the old phone with the wire all attached and everything, and the coiled cord, I should say, not the wire. They're called the landline, Mike. Well, I know that, <laughs> but I'm talking about the little spinny coil that yeah. was on it that you played with it when you are on the phone, and that stretched really far so you could walk around the house with it. Yeah, I, I would pick that up and then just listen to scores. That's what I would do.
1: That's cool. That reminds me of my hero, Keith Jackson. He used to sit out into a field with his radio on of, a, of an already played game, and he would call the game himself at like eleven years old. Ah. He grew up on like a like a farm. So he'd go sit out in the field with his little transistor radio. I did that. And he would call the game himself.
2: I did that in a different way.
1: Thus becoming the greatest college football commentator, announcer of all time.
2: I did that another way, thus Bumble. becoming a producer in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I used to I used to play I think it was mvp baseball 2003 or something like that Mm -hmm. i forget what game it was it was a mlb baseball game that was on like the n64 and i would have the computer play the computer and then i would take a little tape recorder out and hit record and i would just do announcing of the game nice in front of me i was the angels announcer the angels were terrible so, so you had a lot of work in front of you. I did, <laughs> I did. I uh, I picked the team because it was the first team that showed up because it was Anaheim Angels. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I I I picked them, and I was the Angels announcer. I want to say I did like seventy games. Wow. On the tapes, and I, I'm sure they still exist somewhere at my parents' house. My voice is incredibly high pitched, and it's hilarious to
1: hear. Hi, my name's Mark Lynch.
2: I was also terrible, but uh, you know what? I tried, and it was fun. It yeah. was a fun thing. When you're an only child, you figure things out to do. And that was one of those right.
1: things. I'm not an only child, so I had to battle with my sister all the time. But I just, I, I, I love Keith Jackson. I just like brought it up as that slight thing.
2: Yeah, just, he's he's the greatest. He's the best. I mean, he is certainly great. Go
1: kooks. get it, baby. <laughs> he cre- he coined the term fumble. Like that's him. He didn't coin the term fumble. Well, no, but like the, the way word you say already it, existed. the way you say it though, that's Keith Jackson. Is it? Yeah, okay. when Desmond Howard runs in to the end zone with that football and he drops it and stops and poses right, bef- right before he drops it, it like does he pop and lock it <clears throat> right before Desmond Howard drops that football in the end zone for Michigan. Keith Jackson simultaneously as he's saying it, Desmond Howard does the pose, and he goes, Hello, Heisman. And then you look, and there's there's Desmond Howard in the pose. And it's just like, you're the best. Like, you are the greatest of all time. And the poor guy had to deal with Howard Cosell.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> so we I give it... See, give anyone thing. a
1: free pass that you got to deal with Howard Cosell. For me, I didn't grow up watching college sports. So. Uh, my name's Howard Cosell. We're here watching a football game, and that's a touchdown, and we're all real happy about it. I did not get to. John Lennon is dead, and you're like Cosell everybody loves and, him for and some Keith reason. Jackson,
2: I didn't get to hear them. Well, no, we're we're not. You know, we're not sixty. I didn't watch college football. I didn't hear them at all. Well, like, no, I, they
1: were Monday Night Football together in like oh, uh, the early '80s, they late did '70s. Football,
2: didn't they? Didn't Keith Jackson do college football?
1: Well, that's what happened. They were on Monday Night Football together, and they hated each other. And Monday Night Football stuck with Cosell, and so Keith went to college. Gotcha. That's how they split. Gotcha. Okay. And Keith became the greatest college football announcer of all time.
2: Hashtag go Cougs.
1: Hashtag go Cougs.
2: Okay, cool. I didn't know that.
1: It was a New Year's tradition for me for years and years and years. You always watch the Rose Bowl because Keith Jackson was going to be there. Also, because it was the Pac-12 and Big, Big or Pac-10, Pac-10 or 10, Pac-8, big, Pac-10. I'm not a Pac-8 kid. Pac-10, Big Ten, Pac-10, Big Ten, and it was always Keith Jackson, and then he got Dan Fouts, mm. Oregon alumni Oregon for you Oregon legend. people out there. Dan Fouts, and uh, that was the only time Cougs and Ducks got along because Dan Fouts was great.
2: I think Dan Fouts didn't Fouts he, was great with Red with uh, Keith Jackson. Didn't he officially retire this last year? Because he was still been doing color for NFL games. I don't. I don't know.
1: I think he was. I think he's great as a color commentator. My mom used to tell me stories all the time about Dan Fouts. She'd be like, "That guy was the hardest working guy. Nobody ever gives him any credit. He'd have six dudes hanging off his arms, and he'd, you know, bootleg out and still throw a touchdown with dudes literally hanging on his arms." I was like, yeah, mom, that's like Ben Roethlisberger. That's not how your mom sounds. I was like, that's like Ben Roethlisberger. And she was like, no, he's not as good as Dan Fouts. (laughs)
2: Like
1: Dan Fouts played on terrible Chargers teams. (laughs) and Roethlisberger's been to three Super Bowls with two wins.
2: Is your mom a Chargers fan too?
1: No. Oh. No. Was she? No. I don't think mom ever really had a football team. Does she care about
2: the NFL? She just cares about Dan Fouts. Uh, she not just so much. herself some Dan Fouts. Not
1: so much. She's just a sport. She was just a sports person her entire life, so she just watched. She, M- Mom's a baseball fan. Mom, mom is a diehard Big Red Machine fan because, and I quote, Johnny Bench is dreamy, <laughs> okay. and Pete Rose is the greatest hitter in the history of baseball. You know, like like mom is a Big Red Machine kind of girl. Okay, does she still care about the Reds? No. No, not at all.
2: So she's not really a super fan.
1: No, she no, she just that was the she loved that. Like Sparky Anderson and
2: It's a little bit weird to me that you both picked teams based out of Ohio. It
1: is really strange. It is really strange.
2: Considering she never lived there either, did she?
1: No, no, never. And neither did you.
3: But you know, we picked them because we just gained affinity for teams. Watch your mom one day just be like, I just don't think they gave Marge Shot a good chance. I think they were too tough on her. You no, know, knowing <laughs> his mom, that will never happen. <laughs> that will
1: never happen. Thank you, Mama Harris, for uh for never being a Marge Shot fan. In fact, my mom is probably so far away from Marge Shot that she might not have an idea who she really is. And
3: <laughs> once she found once she finds out who that is, my God, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> JR. No, she'll,
1: she'll talk the whole team. Like, Joe Morgan's the greatest second baseman of all time. Johnny Bench is the greatest catcher of all time.
2: Pete, you like, don't get me started on the Hall of Fame. Like, that's what she says. And we're like, okay, okay, we know, we know, mom. JR is in. He goes, I'm at least 10 years older than both of you. And what you speak of sounds too archaic to have existed. However, we used to call time, which would tell you shockingly, the time. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, this was uh, Fouts was forced out. He was working with Iron Eagle. Oh, I love Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle's the best. Um, Iron Eagle's fantastic, especially went, if you get him on the radio. I went to a broadcasting camp when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing, and uh, Iron Eagle was the guy who ran it. It was he and Bruce Beck, who's an NBC Four anchor in New York, and uh, Iron Eagle was the other guy who ran it with Bruce Beck. And Iron Eagle's a fantastic person.
1: Oh, that's great. Really, that's cool great because I love him on the air. Yeah. It was like I remember as a kid, like you couldn't watch NBA without Marv Albert. He's also hilarious. You couldn't watch NBA without Marv Albert, and you were like, God, Marv Albert's just the guy. He's the voice of the NBA, and then you're like,
2: ah. as a person.
1: to borrow a phrase from Mike Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, uh, Ian Eagle's a great person. <clears throat> That's so. awesome. That's awesome to hear because I really enjoy him on the radio. And hopefully, Dan Fouts, you are sitting somewhere retired. Feed up, not having to deal with the fact that the state you went to college in is on fire right now. Does he now. still
2: live here? I thought he still lived here yeah, in the, maybe. In the, in the off season. Maybe. I yeah, hope so. Um, yeah. Also, did you know Ian Eagle's son? No nepotism involved, of course. Uh, now the play-by-play announcer for the Clippers on the radio side. He just graduated from Syracuse two years ago. And got the Clipper job because yeah. his dad's Ian Eagle. Yeah, He's also very good, but well, um, yes. <laughs> I hope Dan Shulman. I think his name is Noah Eagle.
1: I hope Dan Shulman's kid gets a job like that, too, because Dan Shulman's great. He is great. He's my favorite.
2: It's been funny because <clears throat> Yankees have been playing the Blue Jays so I'm watching the highlights of the games because I haven't been able to watch them all. And you, you click on a Blue Jays highlight and I'm like,
0: ah. Oh, I know.
2: I listen Dan to Showman's voice. I listen
1: to Buster Olney's podcast every morning and they always pick clips and there was the clips of uh, Blue the Jays running, Blue Jays beating the Yankees yesterday yep. and it's Dan Shulman. I was like, "Oh god, I wish I was a Blue Jay fan.
2: I wish he was it's still Dan doing Shulman every
1: day." He's the greatest. Oakley Dokley. Well, we got a full run of baseball show for you today with a little bit of NBA. We're going to talk a little Max Fried and what that means for the Atlanta Braves. We got Faro Foul at the bottom of the eight o'clock hour. Also, the Yankees suck. And we'll pay some homage to some fallen greats that we have lost over the last week. But uh yeah, but first we're gonna start with uh the one of the greatest days in baseball, right? You can find us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch27. I'm on Instagram at PD085. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, is on Twitter at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. Follow us if you like that. There's also the fan text line, 503-250-1080. The Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow as well. I think I got it all. When we come back, it's Roberto Clemente Day here on the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 721
1: here, Portland Sports Leader, live from the poop-filled Willamette. It's like Hot Corner after Red right now. Yeah.
2: Red, dead, uh, hot corner.
1: Oh, that wasn't good, yeah, that, was a, that was a stretch. Yeah, you should dump that, Joe. Do we got enough time? If <laughs> we caught it? We over- Dang it, we're over the time limit.
2: Uh, today in, in Major League Baseball. I don't uh, like that you <clears throat> judged it so harshly. I thought it was somewhat clever and stupid at the same time, <laughs> which makes it a perfect middle ground of a thing. You know right, what? You went right, for Snowflake. it, and I'll give you credit for that. Not
3: everything's okay. going to land, okay? Yeah, you at least didn't stop. Oh, never mind. Uh, that's not good. You went for it. I'll give you some points.
1: That is that. true, because we would have lit you up even more. Had you stopped halfway? <laughs> no, what
3: was it, Mike? Red, dead, yeah. red. And finish uh, it. <laughs> Come what on, Mike. What were you
1: going to say? Gonna
3: say? <laughs> uh, today in Major red League Baseball. Red, dead, red to hot
1: corner. <laughs> red, dead, I quit. <laughs> uh, today is one of my favorite days in Major League Baseball because it, it gives a little bit of awareness not only to humanitarian efforts, also to uh, people of color, and, but more importantly to one of my absolute all-time favorite players in Major League Baseball, history uh today is roberto clemente day uh the puerto rican is a hall of famer and one of the absolute top tier greatest players to ever play the game and also maybe the greatest human being to ever play major league baseball
2: is there a reason why today is the day that is roberto clemente day it is norm i believe it is normally on his birthday which is august 18th which uh due to
1: covid pushed everything back Okay, so today is just arbitrary, but today generally is arbitrary. It's August 18th. I believe so, yes. And there are a lot of people that think the number 21 should be retired in Major League Baseball, a la 42. Yeah, why not? Uh, I am fully on board with that. Uh, and so I'm going to spend the next five minutes. We'll get out on time because this is just a lament about the great Roberto Clemente. I would like to share with you. Lamenting kind of makes it sound negative. You just want oh, really? to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it better if I say I want to slurp up my favorite right fielder of all time? Yes. I am so excited to slurp up my favorite pitcher in baseball. That's Jacob deGrom. And that's Shane Bieber. Uh, <laughs> that's still Jacob deGrom. Huh? Although the Beebs is just killing yeah, it. The Biebs is about to overtake deGrom. Um, <clears throat> let's chat a little bit about Roberto Clemente. He is Puerto Rican. Every Puerto Rican today wore the number 21, which includes the shortstop of my team. Francisco Lindor, Yadi Molina wore it yesterday because they didn't play today. Javi Baez would probably wear it. I'm trying to remember all the great Puerto Ricans that play in today's game. Roberto Clemente was a fantastic humanitarian. He died in a plane crash in the Andes in South America, in Chile, uh, on New Year's Eve, delivering goods to impoverished people. Nicaragua. Nicaragua, excuse
2: me. Why did I think it was Chile? Well, no, no, no. He may have died in Chile, but he was en route deliver aid to earthquake victims in Nicaragua. Okay. So maybe it was there. I don't know.
1: So he's on the, mo- the way. He's the most fantastic humanitarian uh, to ever walk this planet in terms of professional athlete. Uh, he was
2: always doing charity work in the Caribbean and Central America.
1: And the the, the award for the best humanitarian every year is the Roberto Clemente award. That, that speaks for itself. We always know that. I want to talk about this man as a baseball player because I can sit here and I can probably make an argument as to why Roberto Clemente is the greatest player of all time. He is, without a doubt, the greatest defensive right fielder of all time. And that includes, on that list, I also include Vladimir Guerrero and Ichiro Suzuki. And I'm trying to rack my brain of older right fielders that could fit that bill. And every time I try to think, I just just get stuck on Roberto Clemente.
2: I actually, I'm not really kidding about Puig. He's an incredible fielder. True. Um, I just, just one thought that came into my mind. I don't, I, I know nothing about defensive metrics or anything like that. Like, I can't argue that he's not the best defensive right Right, fielder of all time. I don't know. Uh, Roberto
1: Clemente uh, is a 12-time Gold Glover. He's a 15-time All-Star. His career batting average is 317, which, according to my standards, is great. (laughs) and uh he is a two-time world series champion in 66 and uh sorry in 1960 and 1971 in 1971 he tied the record for most hits in a seven game world series in which in game seven he hit a home run to go up 1-0 against the baltimore orioles uh he is the mvp of 66 and 73 one of the coolest things one of the coolest stats that I love about Roberto Clemente is he's the easiest person in the history of baseball to remember how many career hits he has. Exactly 3,000. Exactly 3,000. The last game he played in Major League Baseball, he got his 3,000th hit. Perfect. And I'm standing here in front, I'm sitting here in front of his stats, according to baseball reference, uh, which we absolutely love. And his his period between 1960 and his death Is unreal here's his batting average in a time in the 60s where you had Bob Gibson who's probably my favorite pitcher of all time you had Whitey Ford you had all these you have an era you have Sandy Koufax you have this era of pitching and as you get into the 70s you get into your Baltimore Orioles your Oakland A's kind of those kind of guys these I'm just gonna rattle off his batting averages real quick 314, 351, 312, 320, 339, 329, 317, 357, 291, 345, 352, 341, 312. Wow. Only one I had one year in there. He didn't hit
2: over 300. What a
1: bum. Yeah, what a loser. What a loser. He only uh, played in 132 games that
2: year. That's basically an entire season.
1: Uh, the, I mean, the year before he played in 147.
2: Yeah. I'm they were already at, it, at
1: 162
2: man. at I'm that point. At I'm looking at it. At that point. Yeah, led the league f- Four times in that stretch that you mentioned? The only knock
1: in the argument that Roberto Clemente is the greatest player of all time is he's not a long ball guy. He was never a home run guy. He has 240 career. Yep. He hit over 23 times. But the fact remains, I mean, he had RBI in 66 of 119. 119 in
2: 66. Yeah, but he only broke 100 RBIs twice. Twice.
1: I don't care, man. Sometimes those pirates teams were pretty bad.
2: The you cannot make the argument that he's the greatest player of all time. I can. With I, numbers, just need, I just need time. With with numbers like that, I need to present my case. You need to make a PowerPoint. You need to have a little clicker that you can mm-hmm. click through on the mm-hmm. slides, so you don't have to be at the computer. You can walk around demanding people pay attention to you as your presence captures the entire room
1: also his last year in baseball he had 312
2: and three thousand hits Wrong he could lie. have still done more more yes he could have how old was he 37 he was 37 so batting mean, 312 he, at 37 he probably was pretty close to retiring at that point i imagine 312 i'm just saying he's 37 years old patrick i'm just i'm assuming he was probably close in his head to retiring but i don't know man that kid loved baseball at that point he was a man at that point he was a man he was he was a great man
1: uh i emphatically hope that major league baseball excuse me retires his number uh he is easily in the top five of my favorite players of all time he sits up there with bob gibson mickey mantle roberto clemente and um kangaroo jr probably and the great mike trout of course
2: of course of course (laughs) we can't forget that uh yeah yeah. who who would you say greatest player of all time like, if you had to answer without some weird Roberto Clemente bias. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it uh, Ruth? Is it Mantle? Uh,
1: no. I I honestly believe that the greatest player of all time, unfortunately, it's probably more position than pitching.
2: Omar Vizcal, I get
1: it. <laughs> um, I I have said this for years and years and years. I think the greatest player of all time is King Griffey Jr., Um
2: I'm not sure you can be the greatest player of all time with as many bad injury-played years he had at the end of his career.
1: Fair, which is why I tend to revert to Lou Gehrig. Ah. And the reason I choose Lou Gehrig is I firmly believe that Babe Ruth has as many home runs to him as he does because people threw pitches to Ruth because they didn't want to throw pitches to Gehrig. It's the whole David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez argument. Manny Ramirez is a better hitter than David Ortiz. But pitchers gave pitches, threw pitches to hit for Ortiz because they didn't want to have to throw to Manny with guys on base. And Ortiz capitalized from that. Ortiz is good. He's good. Good hitter, timely, all that kind of stuff. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame despite being a steroid user. But I believe that four hole, when you bat fourth and you're one of the greats of all time, the the person who bats three has probably benefited insurmountably because you were there in the four hole.
2: I mean, yeah, if you just look purely on the stats, Babe Ruth slaughters Lou Gehrig. But your point, sure. I mean, Lou Gehrig's stats are incredible. He still yeah. hit 342 in his career and had a ton of home runs mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But um I'd still probably say Babe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and my my argument against Babe is my argument for Lou Gehrig. is just that babe. But you, but
2: you can't why not? You, you only face the pitches you face, right? Sure. So, I mean, sure, maybe that benefited him in some ways, but he was still I think the incredible. idea was, like, you can't walk David Ortiz. You can't walk
1: Babe Ruth because Lou Gehrig and Manny Ramirez are coming up right behind you. And I think th- there, there are very few times in baseball history where that has kind of lined up, that you've had a three and a four hitter that dominant. And the three hitter always benefits on the four hitter.
2: If you look at this, though, He led the league in walks almost every year. Babe? Babe, Yeah. And what's Lou Gehrig's all-time batting average? 342 or something. Plain proven. let's see. So, babe is – that's actually – hold on. Babe's career batting average, 342. Lou Gehrig's career batting average, 340. I hate you. Two points.
1: Yeah, I'm, like, sticking up for a Yankee here, and Mike's like, you're a loser.
2: (laughs) No, I'm just like, hey – you're sticking up for a great Yankee. I'm so I'm sticking up for a slightly greater. One. My
1: favorite player of all time is Mickey Mantle. That's my favorite player of all time. I like a guy that can play center field, hit bombs, hit for average, right. and he had a little, you know, he had a little like in him, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, he was a
2: bit of a degenerate. It's a bit
1: of a degenerate, and I, uh, it's a bit of a degenerate, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, pit off a degenerate. You know, sometimes I give a little people a little love on that. My favorite pitcher of all time is easily Bob Gibson. There's there's no lie behind that. Right after that's Pedro.
2: Do you like Ty Cobb?
1: Nobody likes Ty Cobb.
2: I do, he fits that bill pretty well. I
1: do like Christy Mathewson, too. I watched a ton of stuff on Christy Mathewson, and I like him a lot, too. Should we just stall?
2: What you doing over there, yeah. Joe? What you doing, Joe? Why are you waving your finger around like you're in the rodeo?
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get out of here. When we come back, big injury news for the Atlanta Braves and – have they made a mis- have they made a mistake in this covid season? We'll get to that next, but first here's Joe with Sports.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
1: here. I want to get in this real quick. We're a little up against the clock. And I do want to try to get back on the clock because I am the only person at this station that tries to be on the clock. Uh, Max Freed gets put on the injured reserve list yesterday. I would like to point to last segment where you joined me and trying to stall for time. Oh, yeah, that's just because that was comedic value. I also know comedic value, too. So it's like that, that hard...
2: Right, sometimes you choice. gotta pick the
1: comedic value over the clock. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. Nobody, just me. All right. All right, doesn't have a huge load either. I mean, I would eat, I would eat the crap out of some Kenny Rogers chicken right now. I was about to swear. I was so pumped for some Kenny Rogers chicken. It's that Seinfeld episode, you know. It's chicken. It's that Seinfeld episode when Kramer can't sleep because the Kenny Rogers is across the street and the lights on the whole time. And it's just this giant red blur into his apartment. Yeah,
2: so Suka has referenced that like 700 times because of the color outside. You don't, you don't know that episode? Well, I don't, I've never watched Seinfeld before. That show is about New York, Mike. You're an East Coaster. I mean, I've watched it, but it's not like... I never liked Seinfeld. I'll admit it. Do you I, watch Curb? I've tried Curb. Oh, so you just don't like the style of humor. I've I've enjoyed Kerb better than I enjoyed Seinfeld. Um, but it's sh- I guess it's just the style of humor. Yeah, it just doesn't okay. flip with me that much. Yeah. Like
1: I like I'm not a family guy guy because I don't like Seth MacFarlane's <sighs> humor is not my thing. hmm but Matt Groening's humor is my thing. I do love Matt Groening. Yeah,
3: uh, I'm right Matt there Groening? with Mike. Groening? I
1: thought it was groaning. Groening? Groening? I've heard anyway. it a thousand. I've
3: times. never big been big on uh, Seinfeld, but I have gone through like five seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm and. I will say, I, I admit how over-the-top ridiculous people are in that show and how mm-hmm. easily they get upset at Larry over, like, small things, like mm-hmm. wearing shoes into the house or something. And it becomes this big ordeal. <laughs> it's the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> right, carrying a toothpick around. Just set the toothpick down, Larry. All right? He ends up stabbing Ben Stiller in the eye with it or whatever. So there's like parts where I'm like, okay, that was pretty damn funny, but yeah, yeah. Seinfeld just uh, never did it for me. Well, Seinfeld is great. I mean, I grew up on it.
1: It's just you know, my parents loved it, so you know, you are you know, you are students of your own upbringing. That's true. And uh, my parents loved the comedy style, and so I watched it. So I and and Curb is like the raunchy HBO version of Seinfeld. So it's like if you liked if you liked Curb, if you like Curb, you watch Seinfeld and just watch Costanza because. You know, that's Larry, right? That's Larry, yeah. And it's basically Larry and Jerry made a sitcom, but Larry had Jason Alexander play himself. And that's why Curb is so great, because it's almost like Costanza moved to the West Coast and became a, a New York Jew in L.A. who hates everything. <laughs> and it's just hilarious.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've enjoyed... There's small bits of both shows that I've enjoyed, mm-hmm. but it's just not... I For whatever reason, I cannot get fully sucked into that show. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Sorry. It's all
2: right. Sorry, it's
1: all right. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend the other night, and I was like, you know, I just think, I just think sometimes when we watch things, we have, you know, we have different tastes in in humor. That don't ever say that again to your partner. Are what you, do you mean we don't have oh, the same taste in you, humor? You said that. Yeah, I did. Because I was like, yeah, I like, do you like South Park? She was like, yeah, I like South or not South Park. I was like, do you like Family Guy? And she was like, yeah, I like Family Guy. And I was like, I don't. Maybe
2: we just have different tastes in humor. Does she like Futurama? No. Hates it. Oh, no. Hates it. That's that's a bad sign there, Patrick. Hates it. That's a bad sign, because if you hate Futurama, then you just hate fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, how dare you talk about my woman like that? I will fight
1: you outside. I agree, though. <laughs> I know, I know. And I was just like, maybe we just have different tastes in humor. He's like, what did you say? It's like, would you call my mom? It's like, it's okay to have different tastes in humor. No, it's not. <laughs> We're
2: supposed to laugh at things together. together. We're a couple.
1: Yeah, so we just watch The Office and everything's fine.
2: Over we enjoy and over that. And over again. We enjoy that, but everybody enjoys that. Uh, Parks
3: and Rec better than The Office.
1: Uh, you <laughs> can you can send your dirty mouth out the
3: door right now. I love, I love The Office. I've been watching Parks, Parks and Rec is better. I've been watching Parks and Rec, which is about to leave uh, Netflix at the end of the month. By Good. The I thought that show was
1: good, but I didn't love it.
3: I might have to rewatch The Office because now Parks and Rec, I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards Mike. Yeah, Ron Swanson. I watched Ron Swanson is great
2: back to back. Um, and Chris Pratt's character is fantastic. Yeah, Ron Swanson, (laughs) Chris Pratt,
1: and uh, I I mean I really like Adam Scott's character in that show. It is good, Joe. I really don't care for Amy Poehler in anything.
2: as a lead, yeah. I mean, I guess that's where you could lean towards the office because Michael Scott's so great. Well, but then there's they nobody went so many it, seasons without him that it was like, well.
1: there's only two seasons without him. That's a lot of time. That's of nine. Good call, Mike. It's a lot of time. Yeah. That's like, you know,
3: Clayton Kershaw
1: is only good for seven innings.
3: And I mean, come on. <laughs> what show has a little Sebastian? Smash we'll smash only Parks and Rec. <laughs> that's right.
1: Treat I, yourself. I watched them. I, watched, I think that's the motto of my life right
2: now: is treat yourself.
3: Right. I watched both
2: those shows back to back because I'd never seen either, and I watched Parks and Rec first, and then The Office second. Both great shows. Both legendary shows. I think Parks and Rec is better. Oh, I think you guys are nuts. I love me some John
3: Ralphio too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, Ben Schwartz is great.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. There are. Uh, Parks and Rec is great.
2: Meanwhile, oh, he went from good oh, to great, Joe.
1: Hey, Parks and Rec go. is great. Parks and Rec is not all time.
3: I got hit by Alexis.
2: <laughs> I'm going to take Michael Scott. That was in the episode I'm Joe gonna, watched yesterday, guaranteed. <laughs> that's I'm going to take,
1: take Steve Carell over Amy Poehler every day as the lead. And that's what it gets me. I'm
2: going to take the supporting actors over all the supporting actors in the office. There. I don't know, man. Jim and Dwight. Again. Kevin Both shows Malone. are great. Parks and Rec has better supporting actors. You're right. Michael Scott is way better than Amy Poehler.
1: Did you just call me stupid? Like, that stuff is just unreal, dude. It's a good Kevin voice. It's unreal. All right. Well, there went that. And I'm over time. That's what happens when you're against the clock. That's what happens when you're against the Welcome clock. Welcome to 1080 The Fan. Welcome to 1080 The Fan. Live from the poop-filled Willametta. All right. When we come back, we'll talk a little Max Fried and maybe a little Yankees. We'll do all that next. Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
1: Let's dive back into some baseballs. This is a baseball show, although coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we all got horses in the NBA East playoff race. And uh, one of them is advanced, but two of them are still hanging on. So we'll get to that at the 8 o'clock hour. Also, or foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour as well. But I want to start here with something that is a little near and dear to my heart as at the beginning of the season, I have not backed off on this. I am a little concerned, but I have not backed off on this, that I did predict the Atlanta Braves to be the representative of the national league. The Atlanta cannot pitch to save their live Braves, except for max Fried, Who's now dead. Not uh, dead. Not dead. But he's got, he's got back spasms. Max Fried has landed on the IR in what is probably DEFCON 5 for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he is, I believe they only have two wins of start, oh, that starters only have two wins on that rotation outside of Max Fried. Yeah, it's been an abomination. It's been really, really brutal. Fulton sucks.
2: He's down in the uh, again, isn't
1: he? Soroka blew his Achilles, which I should have known then. This was going to be an issue. Felix opted out, not saying he was going to do much. Cole Hamill still isn't healthy, not saying he was going to do much. Uh, and then... Um, I mean, you hoped he would do something. Uh, who's the kid that pitched yesterday for him? Kyle Wright? Yes, is that his name? he ain't good. And Kyle Wright is a top-pitching prospect for him, and he has just struggled. So that rotation and basically their postseason life hangs on Mike's Freed, and he goes on the injured reserve list. And I know during... And they have a minor league system that is loaded. And everything was talked about at the trade deadline. They got to go get a starter. They got to go get somebody. The Clevenger thing was floated out there. Other people were floated out there, and they did nothing. And I wonder if... And it's weird because I think in a, in a full major league season, Max Freed going in the I.L., we'd be just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But it's like, we're at crunch time. I'm looking. The playoffs at... start in 20 days.
2: Yeah. I'm looking here. And the East is bonkers right now. The trade deadline was weird this year because of that fact. I think a lot of teams were kind of looking at it similar to a trade deadline of normal, except they forgot that they only had 10 games, 20 games left to go. Yeah. Um. So Freed has nine starts. The rest of the starters, 5444433321. Four, They're just putting guys together, an amalgamation of guys. Freed's ERA, 198. They have two starters who have, well, I'm going to count Soroka. Three starters who have decent ERAs. Um, you've got Josh Tomlin, a 377. Go, Tribe. You've got Ian Anderson, who just came up, a 240. Oh, and then Soroka with a 395. The other ERAs, eight. I'm just going to round 8, 11, seven, 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 11, 16. Yeah. Those are the ERAs of the other starters who have started games for the Atlanta Braves this year. And the only reason
1: they're in the hunt is because their offense is stupid. Like, they're stacked from top to yeah, bottom. Their offense
2: is great. Their offense is one of the best in baseball. I just. They're still six games over 500. If you're in Atlanta. We're talking about, the, like, they're completely done for. In a playoff series, probably, but they're still going to the playoffs at this point. I mean, I don't know, Mike. Like, that's the question I'm kind of bringing up right now is, well, I am
1: massively worried. And not just because I picked them and Freed's on my fantasy team. It has nothing to excite. As a baseball fan, the Braves are fun to watch. I'm really concerned that this team is done.
2: Let me present to you uh, one of their bits of competition. In the National League East, the Miami Marlins. The East is bonkers right now. So you're right. Bonkers. They can't pitch. Right? It's the seventh inning. Tommy Malone started today. New starter. Got got him in the trade deadline. Uh, he gave up eight runs in three and a third innings, and uh, the Marlins have scored nine runs. And it's the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's winning the game, twenty-five to nine. Nice. 25 nice to
1: nine yeah that offense is killing it so what's ronald acuna right now he is 287 no but i mean like what's he on for the game
2: oh he's three for three with three walks and three rbis <laughs> so he's six for
1: six at the plate yes awesome basically awesome
2: <laughs> and freddie freeman probably has a
1: three-run blast and a two-run double
2: Freddie Freeman is three for six with six RBIs. Yeah. (laughs) Including.
1: Sorry, I shortchanged Freddie Freeman on that one. I said he had five RBIs, but he has six. Freeman has a
2: one RBI single. He has a two-run home run. (sighs) And he has a two, a bases clearing double. Okay, so I was off. I said three-run homer. Any other brave you'd like to guess and be really, really close to? <laughs> no, I'm good. Here are good. your options. Ozuna, Darno, yeah. Swanson, Riley, Duvall, Albies, and NCR tech.
1: I would like to know Albies because it's his first game back off the DL. Three for five with two RBIs. Look at also that. has a home run. Look at that. But we've Adam seen Duvall this, Michael. has two home runs. But we've seen this, Michael. These offenses do stuff. But when you get to the playoffs,
2: like the Indians can beat them. Yeah, Jordan Yamamoto is not coming in for two and two-thirds and giving up 12 earned runs. Sorry for your ERA the rest of your life, Jordan. Exactly. In fact, I've never heard of you, and I hope to never hear of you again. No, he's actually one of their top pitching prospects. I uh, He came up last year and was decent. They just wow. threw him out there as like a bullpen session. Well, I think they were he- like, hey,
1: go work on your curveball.
2: And he's like, okay. And everybody's like, he's only throwing curves. I think after you give up seven runs and one and two-thirds, it's like, can we just get a guy who can go long? And you just hope and Throw pray. Throw the kid.
1: You just hope and pray at that point. If he gets Tommy John, that's more service time.
2: Touche. Yeah, you know what I mean? You got me on that one. That was mid-sip and you got me. Yeah, sorry, bud. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm massively concerned about this team. And as, as I've said five times now in this segment, the national league East is bonkers right now. All of a sudden Miami is actually playing well, not all of a sudden they have been the entire year. Well, I mean, it helps when you get two weeks off Um, and the Phillies are starting to figure out just, you know, don't get to my bullpen. (laughs) And, uh, so, and you know, if DeGrom starts, you know, the Mets win a game, the Mets suck sometimes, sometimes they win a game when DeGrom starts, the Mets are bad. DeGrom's not.
2: DeGrom is great.
1: DeGrom's going to win the National League Cy Young again. Uh, again.
2: There might be a pitcher who, two pitchers, who could have something to say about that. Who, Michael? You tell me.
1: In the National League. Two pitchers. Um, Let's see. Let's go through the West. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Let's go through the Central.
2: They're both in the Central.
1: Uh maybe Jack. What? No. Jack Flaherty?
2: No, 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 no. Think about it. Seriously,
1: think oh, about Oh oh Kyle Hendricks.
2: What? what? Are you high? In
1: the National <laughs> League Central? Well, yeah, I smoke weed all day every day.
2: You <laughs> Darvish. Oh,
1: right. You is killing him. As right a
2: one four four ERA, which is better than DeGrom. Yeah, you is killing him. And it right Trevor now. Power is unstoppable on, oh, on right. Cincinnati. Trevor Power.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with DeGrom. That curveball's nasty. That slider's nasty. And then he throws the heat, and it's just like,
2: he's 34. Did you know that other pitchers also throw curveballs and sliders and fastballs? No. Sorry, Cor- and the heat.
1: No, because Corey Kluber is hurt, duh. <laughs> God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Call yourself a baseball guy.
2: I think Darvish might win it this year. Darvish has been incredible. Good for him. He's been fantastic. Stupid Astros ruining his career for three years, making him think he was tipping his pitches, and instead they just knew what he was throwing in the
1: World Series. Amen. Hey, man. <gasps> It's not the first time the Astros ruined some guy's career who came back and got it. I mean, Brad Lidge was destroyed as an Astro. I mean, actually, it's not Houston's fault. No, it's Albert Pujols. It's Pujols' fault. <laughs> I still
2: think about that home
1: run to this day.
2: Me too. Like
1: right now, I'm just like staring at the television and the baseball's on. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just imagining. Yeah,
2: you've got Pujols sitting on <laughs> the other side of the batter's box than whatever batter that was, and you're yuck, just yuck, 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 you're yuck, yuck. you're imagining the little click of the bat, the little down. Yeah, he does that little pulse the thing down up. And the second it goes down, it was the, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> and then it went up and it was, bop. It took Lidge four
1: years to come back from that and finally win a title with Philly. And then he retired happy. Yeah, because he was like, thank God. And here we are like, remember that ball pool sit on I know Brad nothing Lidge? about Brad Lidge but that one home run. <laughs> Poor guy. Not really. It's your fault. You threw the ball. It was a freaking meatball. Meat. Just meat. All right, lots to get to in the second hour as we'll check in on our NBA picks, and we'll get back into more of the baseball because Mike's team sucks, and we'll have to dive into that plus fair or foul. We'll do all that next in the second hour. Coming up, Hot Corner, 10 to 80, The Fan.
3: Hey, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?